Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Alicia here with you, as always, and I have special guests today because we're going to talk about solutions. I'm joined firstly by Garvit Singh, who's a solutions builder at AWS. Welcome, Garvit. Hi, Simon. Good to be here on the podcast. Good to have you here. And also joined by John Stamper, who's a principal solutions builder as well at AWS. G'day, John. Hey, Simon. Thanks for joining us today. So we have uh, a good topic today. We're going to talk about um, AWS answers and AWS solutions in specific. And one of the things that's really interesting when using AWS is there is kind of so much you can do with it and you have the option to do it kind of the way you like. Lots of APIs to hook into, lots of services to consume. You can mix and match as you like. And for many people, that's a great thing, but it can also be a little bit overwhelming. Now, there is an awesome repository called AWS Answers, and this provides a bunch of answers to common questions about architecting, building, and running your applications on the Amazon Web Services cloud. The nice thing is it's not just guidance, it's also actionable intelligence, if you like, or things you can do um, through the wonderful power of cloud formation, of which we've spoken many times on this podcast. So um, Garvet and John have come on board to have a bit of a chat with us about some of the specific solutions they've created. But maybe if we describe what the purpose of the solutions are at a high level and then go from there. So maybe, uh, Garvet, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about you know, how these get built and why they exist? Sure, Simon. Um, uh, first of all, uh, I've been listening to your podcast and you do an amazing job. I mean, I feel it's it's uh, great for our customers and um, just awesome to be on the podcast. Uh, talking about... Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks. I'll, I'll send you $20 later on. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about um, AWS solutions, uh, Simon, we provide uh, uh, solutions or answers to our customers. These are... Uh, answers to some of the common uh, customer business problems uh, uh, and we provide them in form of a one-click deployment. Uh, another uh, aspect of these solutions are these are freely available to our customers on uh, GitHub as well. So customers can download them, uh, rip them, tweak them, and there's no additional charge for using these solutions. So uh, really reference gold standard implementations uh, at no cost to our customers. That's awesome. And the, the nice thing is they are um, obviously deployable, but also you can take that cloud formation and customize it to your own needs. And the interesting thing is that these services are both um, some guidance in terms of uh, you know, diagrams and best practices and, and advice, as well as the actionable component. And John, I, I, you, you have a really nice way, I think, of explaining the difference between the things that, that do change and the things that don't change and how they fit together. Maybe let's talk about, uh, as an example, the, the AWS multiple account security strategy answer and, and that delineation between things that change and don't change, things in your environment. Yeah, so we have uh, two things that we offer today. One is called a Solution Brief. And... A solution brief is prescriptive guidance on how to approach difficult or challenging ideas in AWS. And, you know, multiple account strategies have been talked about amongst customers for years. The solutions arc teams have been feeling that for a long time. So one of the things that we did was to write a solution brief that addressed that in, in the large picture. Um, so that's a solution brief. You can read it. A lot of essays use it to help their customers. But on beside that or alongside that, we also created a solution called the uh, the cross account manager, knowing that we had already weighed in on multiple accounts. So then the solution, separate from a solution brief, is where we offer the cloud formation template 
which will create or affect change of state within AWS uh, for our customers. And we build all, uh, all solutions are built with native AWS services. You know, that's nice. So if you want to have the answer deployed into your account, you, you would use a solution. If you want to get smart on an idea, you would use a solution brief. And that's a great delineation because there's sort of conceptual ideas and then there's actionable things that you want to do. And the nice thing is if you want to push that button to get get something happening in your account, you can. Maybe what I'll do first before we dive into some specific uh, examples is I'll talk about some of the topics that uh, that we cover. So if we look at the list of different solutions and the answers and the different categories we cover, we include things like account management, big data, configuration management, DevOps, infrastructure management, logging, media and entertainment, migration, mobile, networking, security, and web applications. So kind of something for everyone there. So there's actually a huge amount of content, but we're going to dive into uh, a few specific examples in a little bit of depth. I think the first one we're going to talk about was uh, some serverless imaging, image handling, I should say. So let's dive into that one, shall we? Yeah, sure, Simon. So uh, the solution is a serverless image handler. And it addresses the uh, customer business use case around image manipulation. So a lot of customers in media and imaging industry, they they would really benefit out of, of out of this solution. So they they are looking to drive engagement using images. This solution would be benefit uh, would be really useful to them. So um, what the uh, solution does for them is it uh, customers uh, had to maintain different versions of the image, or they had to. Uh, provision compute capacity to process those images. Uh, but if our customers use the solution, the solution does it for them. So really the heavy lifting has been done by the solution and they can build their uh, application on top of the solution. Talking a bit more about the solution architecture, it uses serverless architecture. So uses uh, API gateway, Lambda and S3 to process images. And then it uses a caching layer uh, using CloudFront. So uh, really the heavy lifting of image manipulation uh, is being taken care by the uh, solution and customers can focus more on on application development on top of this. Another aspect of the solution is we are uh, leveraging open source image processing library called Thumbor and it provides uh, provides a variety of processing filters like grayscale, rotate, blur. Uh, These are some of the common ones. So it provides a bunch of uh, filters which the customers can use. And like our any other solution, this is wrapped up in form of a CFN template. So all customer has to really do is uh, deploy the template in their account. That's great. Um, one of the interesting things I think with this approach is, is firstly, it's it's funny if you think back through the, the many years of, of AWS innovating for customers, is that this kind of design pattern has changed over time, the image processing design pattern. And what I'm seeing as a trend is kind of less and less components, more abstracted components and more powerful integrations. And it's great because the uh, customer can kind of drop this into their own architecture and not have to worry about the the building of this component, as well as using it as a template for other similar design patterns. So it's it's also good if you're looking for a sort of reference of how would I do this sort of pipeline process for something. Um, but let's maybe pick on something a little bit more complicated. And maybe, uh, maybe John, you want to talk to us about um, our old friend, the data lake, and how we can do it without servers instead of with servers. Sure. Yeah, so the data lake solution that we put together, uh, the, we, there was a lot of interests in the community about uh, does AWS 
uh, solutions team have an answer for how to build a data lake. Um, and so when we did that, um, we used, again, a serverless architecture. So you will see a common theme. Whenever we can go serverless, we will. Uh, so a lot of use of S3 as a website and uh, Data Lake itself has its own UI and that's served out of S3. Uh, from there, we use Cognito for authorization, uh, authentication authorization, like sign up, sign in. So you can explicitly control who has access to the Data Lake front end. Um, from there, the, the, the web pages, which actually run locally, they will be calling API Gateway. Again, that was in the serverless image handler. We're doing it again. Uh, the authorizer is using Lambda in API Gateway. And then from there, we use a bunch of microservices. So in the Data Lake solution, we have the ability to search the Data Lake. We have the ability to upload things into the Data Lake. We have the, the idea of packages. And these microservices are all sort of brought together in the UI. And um, once data is referenced, either in our data lake solution, we allow customers to point at data in other locations with, within S3, or you can upload things directly into the bucket, which is behind the data lake itself. Then when you want to get the information out, you end up putting things into a cart. It has a cart-like experience. And then uh, you say check out and it will cut a manifest file for you, which is the, the location of everything that you asked for. So uh, search on metadata tags um, in order to find things. So um, we like it. It's, it. It launches in about 20 minutes. Uh, it, like I said, it has its own UI. It has its own CLI. And we created a CLI because we we're using API Gateway and it's a RESTful interface. And so it just made sense to have a CLI along with the data lake. Definitely. And that's a really good example, I think, of a, of a use case that can kind of be overwhelming for many customers, sort of like um, someone marches in and says, we're having a data lake. And it's like, well, okay, that's months and months of work. And what I see being more successful is when people say, hey, I want to achieve a particular outcome, get an insight using a certain combination of data sets, but I need them in an accessible central location. This uh, solution means that they can get up and running, like you said, sort of in about 10 minutes. So, you know, kick it off, go downstairs, buy a coffee for the team, come back upstairs, start doing stuff. It, it really gets you going really fast, which is one of the benefits here as well, I, isn't it? I completely agree. I mean, we've been talk we've been telling customers for, you know, long time that you should go and play with stuff. You should take some risks. You should try new things. And as long as you are working with infrastructure that allows you to fail fast, that's where you start to get uh, some real benefit. And that's why we use CloudFormation uh, because it is a declarative language because you can say, give me this. And if you delete the stack, it's all gone. So, you know, the meter stops running. Um, so it's very quick to stand up, very quick to uh, shut down. And now you can learn how to fail fast. So if our data lake solution isn't exactly what you're looking for, it doesn't really do it, trash it and go somewhere else. And that we think that's better for customers to be in that position. Absolutely. And the, the other nice thing, and this is the sort of the time between the different services that we have, listen to the podcast, will know that we recently announced um, the ability to uh, protect against the termination of CloudFormation templates as well for those things that you want running and you don't want anyone to turn off accidentally. So in the same way that we can just 
trash something and turn it off because we don't need it, we didn't like what it did. If we deploy a solution that we're really happy with, we can make sure that stays around and doesn't get inadvertently uh, adjusted, we might say. Let's dive into one more. Um, and this is a really interesting one. This relates to the Elastic File System EFS service. Uh, tell us about the solution you guys have built about that one. Yeah, Simon. So uh, this is uh, one of our more recent solutions. There was a common uh, customer ask around backing up their uh, Elastic file system on AWS. So this solution address, addresses that uh, customer ask. Again, like uh, any other solution, it's available in form of a CFN template. So customers uh, deploy it in their account. Uh, and it asks uh, customers a few parameters uh, about the granularity of the backup. So the solution can do daily, weekly, or a monthly backup. And once a customer deploys it, uh, they really uh, don't have to worry about the backup. The solution has built-in notification capability uh, using Amazon SNS. So once the backup or the restore activity is, is done, the customer gets a notification uh, about the uh, status of the backup or restore uh, activity. Just to mention, along with the backup, we do provide restore uh, template as well. So uh, addition, in addition to the notification capability, the solution also has uh, built-in monitoring capabilities for which we use Amazon CloudWatch dashboard. So the customers, let's say they deploy it and they have the backup running in their account. They don't really have to log into their boxes to see the activity. Uh, we leverage Amazon CloudWatch dashboard and they can view the dashboard for their backup or restore activity. In addition to this, we provide a three t-shirt sizing in the solution. So small, medium, large. What I mean uh, with t-shirt sizing is customers can choose a different t-shirt sizing based on cost and throughput requirements. So we know EFS has certain baseline uh, throughput and they also allow certain burst credits. So the uh, customers can go beyond the baseline throughput. Uh, so we provide those t-shirt sizing. So based on their workload and the throughput the customers are looking to achieve, uh, they can either go with small, medium, or large t-shirt sizing. Talking a bit more about the um, architecture of the solution, it is built upon the highly available, uh, reliable AWS services. So we leverage auto scaling in multiple AZs. Uh, we leverage SSM to um, have graceful termination of the instances. And once the backup or the restore activity is done, we use DynamoDB, Lambda, and S3 to collect all the metadata and the logs for the for the backup and the restore activity. The solution is available out there. It's uh, published on GitHub as well. So the customers can feel free to even uh, dive deep into the solution uh, code uh, and the scripts. Fantastic. So I think you know, it's interesting. On the one hand, you've got to kind of set and forget backup and restore capability, but also a really good reference example of quite a sophisticated architecture in terms of leveraging different services to get an outcome. So again, it's a good, uh, a good learning opportunity. Guys, is there a place that uh, people should make suggestions about solutions they want to see or, or things they'd like to see uh, built so, in the future? So, yeah, for the answers team, if you go to our location, you know, on the web today, which is HTTPS, AWS, Amazon.com slash answers, and you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a big yellow button that says, tell us what you think. That will pop open a new form. You can fill out the form. And that's, that is the easiest way to get in touch with us. Excellent. Excellent. And obviously, uh, there's also, um, because all this code's on GitHub, um, customers can interact through GitHub. Yep, Simon, as well, that's that right? correct. And um, we uh, 
keep on um, looking for uh, customer feedback to on these improvements so uh, really we would appreciate uh, pull requests on github or any feedback that our customers can uh, submit on uh, on the github or the forum that uh, john mentioned um, and we we would love to coll- collaborate on those improvements uh, with the customers Fantastic. And I think that's a great example. We're not saying that these are the sort of, you know, end state of what these solutions might look like, but they're an awesome starting point in a well-developed, deeply thought out starting point. But if if people have ideas, improvements, extensions, uh, go ahead and put in a pull request. So that website, again, if you want to get to all these solutions is aws.amazon.com forward slash answers. So it's kind of easy to remember, which is great. Garvet and John, thanks thanks so much for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks, Simon. It was a pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for listening. As ever, we do love to get your feedback, uh, AWS podcast at Amazon.com. And as always, and now with lots of solutions that you can get off the shelf, keep on building.